Hi, this is Gina Casella from Port St. John, Florida, and you're listening to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. This show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, Cleveland, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host. Greg Rempe, happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to jump in on the show this evening, here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. Because next week, it will be the 27th, and it will be the last show of the year, and I have guests scheduled throughout the balance of that show. I'm not saying I don't have guests scheduled through this show, but I wouldn't say through the balance of this show. So in the longer interview segments in this show, on the 20th, 14 past the first hour, I will attempt to do the first half of the 2022 year in review. Everybody favorite show, especially those that are just new to the show. You get to hear all that has transpired through the course of the last almost 12 months. So you can be jealous that you weren't in it from the very beginning of 2022 or since the very beginning of 2020, 2008, 2006 before that, when the show started its podcast, we've been here for a long time covering the live fire industry, but we will look at 2022, the year that was the year in review. And my hope is that with the longer interview segment coming up next, I will be able to press through July and then call it quits there because 35 past the first hour, we will be rejoined by the official barbecue central shows. Cigar expert, Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority podcast slash live show. There's a couple days left until Christmas hits. We are in the midst of Hanukkah, so happy Hanukkah to those that are celebrating. So if you have a fan of cigars that is either going to be hoping to receive stuff over the weekend or would love to be receiving stuff over the next eight crazy nights or whatever night we're in. Are we in the third night of Hanukkah at this point? I apologize for not knowing directly off the top of my head, but somebody can tell me in the instant chat. Maybe they want a little, not only live fire, but smoky cigar type gift. Mr. Jonathan will help us wade through all of that. We'll also hear what's smoking well at the shop right now. So Mr. Jonathan will help us close out the first hour. Then we'll move into the second hour and much like, the first segment in the first hour. We will try to attempt to roll past the second half of the year in review. Is it possible that we're going to be able to get through 12 months, almost 12 months of content in what will roughly be 35 to 40 minutes? I can't lollygag around. I got to press through it, so I'll apologize in advance. However, we're going to attempt to do the year in review 14 past both hours. 
35 past the second hour and checking in for the last time this quarter and year. The first barbecue editor ever in the country, Daniel Vaughn of Texas Monthly Barbecue, will join us. Handful of topics to talk about, not the least of which is what? Foil boats as it relates to brisket. And I'm not going to be the guy that's taking credit for that. I had no idea that that was even a thing. However, after reading an article on TMBBQ.com, it's a thing, all right. And a lot of the Texas barbecue restaurants have started to swear by it, at least a small handful of some of the biggest names out there in the Texas barbecue scene. So we'll talk all about foil boats and cooking brisket. We'll talk about savory ribs and if they are coming back to popularity or if they are continuing to wane. And we might also talking about trimming your Christmas trees with various barbecue ornaments. So Daniel Vaughn making his last appearance here in 2022, and that's how the show shakes out. Whole lot of me on either side of the opening segments in each hour, and then Mr. J from the Cigar Authority and Daniel Vaughn closing out the show. Don't forget you can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, at BBQ Central Show. We say good evening to those of you watching tonight through the video streaming platforms. Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. Also, you can take in the show live via YouTube slash RD Rempe. We'll also take a second to say hello to the folks using the audio streaming uh, the audio streaming platform Clubhouse. So, as I always say each week, if you'd rather hear us and not see us, Clubhouse is the way to do that. And of course, we do have this week's poll going, which is exclusively found on YouTube for whence you can actually reply and get counted. But if you want to, because you're on Facebook or something else, just throw it up there in the comments. I will see your answer, but it won't get tallied into the percentages. And the question is this, what are you eating for Christmas? Choice A, prime rib. Choice B, turkey. Choice C, other. And as we quickly review the poll at the moment, 40% of you eating prime rib, 0% of you doubling up on turkey, and 60% of you currently are going to be having something else other than prime rib or turkey. So we'll continue to review that through the show. And as I said, if you're watching through Facebook or something else, just go ahead and shoot it up there in the comments. I will see it roll past here on my screen, and I'll call it out as I see it. So let's start here this evening. I went back over the past week and listened to the Mike McLeod interview from last week three or four different times, and I have to say, as I try to slot this one into the many other interviews I've done this year and the thousands of interviews I have done over the life of the show, this one is top three, without a doubt, all time. This is one that I will remember five or ten years from now. This is one that I will reference when somebody asks, What are your favorite interviews you've ever done on the show? This is a textbook example of what I would call an instant classic. There was an ease with which the conversation flowed. There was an openness, dare I say, vulnerability to Mike that hasn't been there in past interviews that was present this time around. And aside from the World Food Championship final table question, there was no dancing around questions or answering them with a bunch of nonsense talk, just straight up answers to the questions I was asking. And it ranged from WFC stuff to his personal life, which I was very happy that he was open about. And then to the past relationship with the Kansas City Barbecue Society, which he went in on far more than I expected he would have. But I think that speaks to more of his comfort level in the confines of the interview than anything else. And up until last Tuesday, I was going back and forth between Jeremy Andrus, John Maris, the McLemore boys, of course, who could forget the John Marcus interview, as being my favorite interviews of 2022. But after Mike McLeod's interview last week, he might have grabbed the top slot just as the year comes to a close. So if you missed it and you haven't grabbed in a podcast yet, make sure you make it a point to do so, especially if you're a fan of WFC. And if you go back as far as me and remember what a dynamic partnership there was between KCBS and MMA Creator for those 12 years as they existed. So do that. 
Listener feedback from the show last week, Terry in Tennessee. Greg, I'm fairly new to the show, podcast only, and I have heard you and some of your guests mention about sound quality. Last week, for whatever reason, it finally hit me, as in I finally noticed how great your show sounds compared to many other barbecue shows. If I can be completely honest, I thought all of your guests last Tuesday were in studio by the way they sounded. The fact that they were all in separate parts of the country, all sounded that good, is a gift to us, the listener. Thank you for taking our ears into account and making your production. I, for one, now notice and appreciate your efforts. Love the show. Merry Christmas. Regards, Terry. Terry, thank you for noticing. We have Mr. J from the Cigar Authority, ready to rock and roll. Before we get to him, I will talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Of course, Green Mountain Grills offering some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. So if you're looking for something that is better than entry level, but isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg, and depending on which model you're looking at, does provide some of those bells and whistles that you might be looking for, Green Mountain Grills is one you should be considering. First, go to GreenMountainGrills.com, do the research there online, and then find a dealer near you because Green Mountain Grills are only sold through a dealer network. So you have a choice line, which saves you some cash. It's just a solid operating pellet cooker, but you don't have all the bells and the whistles, if you will. But if you're somebody that can appreciate a fine bell or whistle or a combination of both, Prime Line, that's the one you're going to want to take a look at. You have the peak, you have the ledge. These have a little bit more of a robust build on the chassis. You have lights on the inside of the cooking chamber. So if you're smoking at night, you don't need to use your phone flashlight. You just flick the lights on and inside the cooking chamber, they illuminate. You can look at all your smoky proteins right there or vegetables. Maybe you're a vegetable guy. They also come with two internal meat probes. You have Wi-Fi capabilities. You can download an app on the Prime Lines, and you can control that cooker right from your phone. You never even have to get out of the Lazy Boy or the Shah's Lounge. You can increase the temperature. You can decrease the temperature. You can create custom cook patterns if you would like. On Green Mountain Grills, you can even turn it on and off all from the app. As long as it's plugged in, you're ready to go. Make sure the cover's off of it you're going to be firing it up, that's going to be an issue otherwise. Go to the dealers, touch, feel, hug it, pick the one that's best for you, then take it home and rest assured that because you go to the dealer, you get educated, you will have success right out of the gate. No buyer's remorse here, folks. No, sir. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Am I getting my time mixed up? Hold on. Hold on. That's right. I said Mr. J is in the green room. He's 935. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so we're back with a year in review next. Then Mr. J after that. At least the first half of the year in review. So stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also take a look at their website and see what other items they might have that will lend a little smoky goodness to whatever it is you're cooking. That's the good folks over at CookinPellets.com. And now we will attempt the first half of the year in review. 
Folks, if you couldn't believe it, 2022 rapidly coming to a close. It started all the way back in January, and we have been plowing through a glut of content and interviews and other hijinks and tomfoolery. And if you're just getting into the Barbecue Central show right now over the last couple months, here's what you've missed. Let's start with January. We kicked off the year in 2022 with a visit from Phyllis Strotter. Remember Phyllis Strotter, a.k.a. the ghetto country brand mother? She was very interested in making sure we will all on point as it relates to positioning our particular brands. She also gave out contact info, so if you wanted to get in touch with her, she would help school you up on making sure your brand was on point. When I quizzed her about my brand, she said, you know, it's a little confusing. She didn't pull any punches. Mrs. Mista, as I used to know her, set me straight, and the Ghetto Country brand mother led off the year in 2022. Then Sam the Cooking Guy got his hands on a new dry-ager machine for meat. We have since talked a lot about dry-aging meat during the year. You've seen it on many of his cooking videos this year as well. So he has put that to good use. Then we talked with Sean Walchef from Cali Barbecue. Sean, at that point in January, had just launched a new podcast called Restaurant Influencers in partnership and or conjunction with Entrepreneur Magazine, entrepreneur.com. And that has gone swimmingly this year. Also in January, Meathead and I talked about cold weather grilling tips because last, this past January, it was cold. In fact, this weekend, it promises to be some of the coldest weather we might see all winter. So looking forward to that a lot. Robert Moss joined us in January. I talked about the first ever low country barbecue festival that he had hosted. Some wins, some losses for the barbecue industry in 2021 we talked about. Also, we pontificated about what we could expect this year in 2022. So if you missed that, go ahead and get that interview. Smithfield also announced their 2022 grant program recipients exclusively on the show. Then we saw the reemergence of the Cheese or Font game show which also made an appearance later in September live and in person at the Hartville Hardware Grill Fest, believe it or not, where we gave away succulent-free prizes for those in attendance that could decipher which word was a cheese and which word was a type font. Fun and frivolity at Hartville Hardware, to say the least. Weber's Grillmaster stopped by for the first time in 2022, Dustin Green. We talked about the retooled Weber Genesis gas grill line. This, of course, well before the hot water that Weber has found themselves in over the last handful of months, just recently going from public company back to private. So we keep tabs on that. Also in January, Just Priles made her first quarterly appearance, and we did it live from Australia, believe it or not. She was visiting her parents for the first time in many years because of the whole coronavirus travel thing. We talked about shrimp poop. We also talked about her focus at that point on debunking social media posts that dealt with meat, cooking, and other falsities that people were throwing up on social media just to get clicks. She was really into debunking at that point. We also had a first-time visit from a good friend and longtime podcaster, Kevin Sandridge from The Barbecue Beat. We talked about some trends we thought would take off this year here in 2022. Also, We had a visit from the official copyright and trademark lawyer of the Barbecue Central Show, Suzanne Moskowitz. We specifically this time talked about copyright law and how that can affect your business if you're infringing on it, how you should be stealing people's photos and sticking them up up on your own social media. And even if you put in your post credit to so-and-so, That doesn't mean you're doing the right thing. We talked at length about that, and she made sure that we're protected as long as we're abiding by the rules. That was Suzanne Moskowitz. And then closing out January, did you forget about the meatloaf meatloaf controversy of 2022? Well, let me refresh your memory. As you might recall, Weber put out a meatloaf recipe on the same day that the singer, singer, and I use that term loosely, Meatloaf passed away. He passed away this past January. 
Weber then felt the need to put out an apology for folks who took to social media to slam them for being so tone deaf in their promotion of the meatloaf recipe. Of course, we all know that social media posts and direction is all done well in advance, and it was just surely, I mean, I I would imagine it was just surely happenstance that the meatloaf recipe went out the same day meatloaf dies. But as you recall, that was quite a little bit of a live fire dust up, and Weber had to eke around that one and make sure that nobody had hurt feelings because meatloaf died and they put out a meatloaf recipe and that's just January. Now we go to February kicking off February for a four month stint of personal barbecue round tables was Malcolm Reed. And we decided that for the next four months, we would leverage Malcolm's expertise on the four big barbecue meats to see how he would do them in the backyard. And we did that from how he buys them in the store how he's prepping them, how he's cooking them, all the way up to how he's serving them for him and his guests. And that was a fun stint. Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy came back on the show to announce his new partnership with pellet cooker company Louisiana Grills, which I believe was his first partnership outside his longtime spokesperson deal with Big Green Egg. Executive chef, I think is what he was called with Big Green Egg. Sam the Cooking Guy announced his new book in February. Sam the Cooking Guy, Between the Buns. And then the game show, What is Sam Like Best, also made its debut and had a great run through 2022. The hotly anticipated Meatloaf Says Pineapple is the best thing to come off a grill animation was revealed for the first time. And if you forgot what that looked like, it was a little something. Is this going to be... It's going to be right. Mm. Hold everything in right, question. Hold on, hold on. Right. Everybody who is in the grilling knows I'm just going to come out and say it. All right. Have everything you can put on the grill. Nothing in this world. Animal, vegetable, mineral is better than a pineapple. God almighty, I love grilled pineapple. What? Oh my I have to look back at our 10 years of doing interviews together and hold everything in question that you said. I can't believe that the best thing coming off of a grill on any side of anything is pineapple. Have you ever just grilled a slice of pineapple? Uh, Meathead. My mind is spinning. I think I'm ready to explode. Of course I have. Never once have I thought that this could be the best thing I've eaten off a grill. No way. Prime rib is better. Every steak is better. Chicken is better. (laughs) Turkey is better. Pizza is better. Meathead, you are off your medicine. We might have to call an end to this whole goddamn thing now. Oh, my God. I'm a buzz. Everybody. That was Damien's effort, by the way. How about that? Yes. Which led to a number of other animations that were released through 2022. That was the reveal of Meathead's pineapple bit. Also in February, CEO of Traeger Grills, Jeremy Andrus, came on the show for the first time and currently the only time. And was, up until perhaps last week, the best interview of 2022. Definitely top 10 of all time as well. Then Chris Young from Combustion Inc. came on for the first time as well. He was actually in the second hour of that Jeremy Andrus show and kind of got lost into the buzz that Jeremy created. We got some background on Chris. We also talked about the new wireless thermometer he was getting ready to launch. Of course, the follow-up to all of that is the unit has seen numerous delays to date and has really not shipped out, even though all the crowdfunding backers have been very patiently waiting. A number of emails have been sent over the last number of months. Quality control isn't there. Problems in shipping, you name it. But uh, Sam, the cooking guy, has been keeping me updated because he was an early backer of that. And to date, nothing yet. And they were supposed to be shipped out for the summertime. So we'll keep tabs on that as well. Also, in February, Stephen Reichland came on and talked about the big olive oil caper that I didn't know anything about. Also, longtime friend Jim Elser announced he had gotten into the co-packing business, and if you follow Jim on social, you know he went through a very tough battle with cancer. Appears to be coming out of it very well, though, but the battle was hard. Jim, we are thinking of you and wishing you continued success with that fight. 
Also in February, Joe Davidson, Oklahoma Joe himself, came on. We talked about what it was like opening a restaurant and then growing that one singular restaurant in multiple locations across Oklahoma. And then during the embedded correspondence segment in February, we learned that the longest running embedded correspondent from Texas, Doug Shiding, has taken no less than seven raccoons out of his house. Encouraging some fans of the show to write in and ask if Doug's degree in rocket science was actually earned at Sham University Upstate, which might be one of the best lines of the year Sham University Upstate. And that brought a close to February. March then came in. Malcolm led off the month with the brisket roundtable because we did pork the month before, kicking off the four months of roundtables with Malcolm. And then we had old friend Darian Kazravi, or as you would know him, Cosmos Q. We had him on talk about how much money it would take for him to sell his company, Cosmos Q. This was a very interesting and enlightening conversation, and I felt... The real launch of what I had affectionately referred to as the Barbecue Central Business Show being the 2022 nickname of this show because we talked a lot of business this past year if you go back and look at it. So we talked to Cosmo about where his valuation of company is and what was his walk-off number, and he named it. So go back and listen to that if you missed it. John and John 2 Macklemore, also known as the Macklemore Boys, came on and had one of the best segments in 2022. We talked about the sale of Masterbuilt, their grill company, to grill giant Middleby, publicly traded company. Also, one of the best lines uttered on the show all year, there was a Macklemore family answer to the question, how much is too much? And John Sr. said, just a little bit more. And that one stuck through the year as well. Amy Yunk from Old World Spices came on for the first time. We talked about how the company was originally founded and how their success ultimately led them to selling to an investment firm. Also, they acquired Head Country Sauce. So they now have an in-house sauce maker, which they didn't have before. Then in March, Scott Nardi from Tanker Bell Steak Team came on for the first time, and we talked about his winning of the 2022 SCA World Championships. That was an interesting conversation. Tim McKeska made an appearance in March, Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Famer. He came on, talked about where the skyrocketing beef, pork, and chicken prices were coming from, and if there was going to be relief anytime to be seen, which of course there wasn't immediate relief. It's somewhat subsided, but still much higher than we would love it. Derek Riches came on in March and talked about the 2022 HPBA Expo for the first time in two years. Talked about what kind of a turnout there was and if it had any type of pre-COVID feeling after it had knocked out for two years. Hadn't had that. So Derek was in attendance and giving us the feedback there. Also, the first round of the Salt City Barbecue Podumentary with Rusty Monson took place, and that was a total of four quarterly visits with Rusty as we tracked him from planning to then opening the barbecue trailer and then, of course, running it through the course of the year and the pitfalls and the successes that he had. Mark Puente made his debut on the show. We talked about his Pulitzer Prize-winning journalism career which led him into his passion project of what? Making tacos. And he lives here in Cleveland. No, I haven't had them yet, and that is 100% a shame on me. I will rectify that, but I can't believe I haven't had them yet, Mark. That's my problem. Puente's Tacos is the name of his pop-up slash mobile taco situation. Also, making a debut on the show in 2022 was lead scientist at Kingsford Research and Development, Greg Dr. Flame Meyer, and we talked about their new, at the time, flavor boosters, which for many reputable sources and accounts since release didn't actually add any of the flavors they made to the food being cooked. However, John Solberg, Michigan Embedded Correspondent, did take a bite out of one not lit and said he could actually taste the onion and garlic in them, but evidently 
It burns off during combustion, and that brought a close to March. Then April, Mar- Malcolm Reed showed up. Chicken Roundtable this time. Also, Cleve Oins from Man Kitchen joined the show for the first time. And we talked about what? Yes, the $200 pepper cannon. Who knew this would have sparked an eight-month recurring conversation piece of 2022? More on the pepper cannon later in this year in review. Then we were joined by friend Clarence Joseph from Mom and Papa Joe's Barbecue, making an appearance here in 2022. We talked about his reserve grand championship at the Houston Livestock and Rodeo Barbecue, which is a highly coveted title to win for any pitmaster. Side benefit to CJ, when we were sound checking, I saw that he had his own microphone set up, but it wasn't actually set up correctly, so we worked through it, and then he sounded great in his interview, but it also helped him with his own YouTube live stream as well, which he thanked me for, so everybody wins in that regard. Meathead also showed up in April for the first time ever. He no-showed. Chuck Blount from the San Antonio Express News made his debut in 2022. We talked about his position with the paper, his love for banana pudding. He also claimed to be a Howard Stern superfan, so at the end of the interview, I devised a game, ultimately proving that Chuck was about as much of a Howard Stern superfan as I am a fan of soccer. And isn't that World Cup actually supposed to be starting soon? So maybe I'll give it a shot this time around. We'll see what happens there. I'm not a big soccer fan. But Chuck Blount, not a Howard Stern superfan. Mike Lang from Another Pint Please came on the show in April. We talked about how to get your grill in proper shape. For the impending 2022 grilling season, we also talked about the success of his first book and what it might look like to get a second book in that pipeline. Cal Phelps came back on the show in April. We talked about the business move that was made between the National Barbecue News and the NBBQA. And if you missed it, Barbecue News bought NBBQA, turned it into a for-profit entity. In an effort to bring the trade organization to the next level, Cal is actually set to come on in two weeks' time to talk about those first handful of months operating it like this. There's also the annual conference that will be coming up in February, so we'll talk about that as well. CEO of Solo Brands, John Maris, came on the show for the first time in April. We talked about how he has been able to grow Solo into the giant that it is now. We talked about the fire pits, the pizza oven, some other products that were ready to go into the market here in 2022. And I had no idea they were going to be as prolific as they actually were this year. However, they too really suffered in the stock price as they dropped very low over this year. However, another huge CEO get for the show and another reason I named the show the Barbecue Central Business Show in 2022. April also saw the fourth season of American Idol Barbecue Central Show edition kick off with special judge all season long, lead singer of the actual band Three Years Hollow, Jose Urquiza, graced us with his masterful presence. And he helped judge the contest all the way through. That was great. And then May came, of course. We kicked off the last month of roundtables covering ribs. He stayed on and talked about the upcoming Memphis in May in 2022 that was not going to be held at Tom Lee Park. We talked about the expectations that that event was going to have given the changes. Texas embedded correspondent Doug Shiding showed outside of his normal monthly duties and did a complete tell-all of how he was successfully growing his Instagram account to now over 22,000 followers. Doug, look at you. Robert Moss and I talked about which made better grilled cheese, butter bread or mayo bread. We agreed to disagree. He said butter. I maintain that mayo makes the better bread toast better. Did I say that right? Uh, There's no mayo taste, by the way, unless you undercook it for some reason. But who eats bready grilled cheese? That's gross. Emily Park came on in May, and we revealed exclusively on the Barbecue Central Show the nine finalists for the 2022 Barbecue Hall of Fame, the third year in a row we've done it. Always a pleasure to do that. And I don't have enough time to get through the rest of May. How about that? Oh, man. Second hour is going to be a race. So we're going to move that all the way over here. And we will pick up mid-May when we get back. But Mr. J has had enough of hearing the year in review of the Barbecue Central show. He's ready to talk cigars. 
I will talk to you quickly about Primo Grills, what we love about ceramic cookers. We love that they're fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. Or you can get rip-roaring hot for high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is very important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire in a round ceramic cooker, not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. And our Primo Grill and their game-changing oval design, the shape gives you the ability to execute a two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. You can cook 60 different ways on this thing, so you're only limited by your culinary imagination. They have all the accessories that you want. And like Green Mountain Grills, only sold through dealers. So find one at primogrill.com and then visit. Find the size oval that's best for you and then take that one home. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz, patented technology, true two-zone cooking capabilities, multiple sizes, and yes, if you just have to have a round ceramic, they offer those. But I say break the bolt. Be the trendsetter on the cul-de-sac. Get the oval. You'll thank me later. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And once again, it's primogrill.com. That's primogrill.com. We are back with Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority. Right after this, stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Or connect via Bluetooth if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home. You're in luck. Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. I think if you order by midnight tonight, the Fireboard that you buy tonight will actually make it in time for the holiday. So if you are looking to do that, go over to fireboard.com and grab it up. My next guest tonight, or my first guest, I should say, is... One of the co-hosts of the most popular, longest-running cigar podcast in history. You can listen to the show every Saturday live at noon or just subscribe to their podcast and listen at your convenience. We are literally days away from Christmas. We are in the midst of Hanukkah. If you have a cigar passionado in your buying midst, then my next guest will be able to help you secure the best ideas just in time for the holidays. We race to the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Mr. Jonathan. Mr. I got to say, Greg. I, I have to tell you, before we get going, we are only eight days removed from Mr. J's debut appearance on the show. So you're almost one year old here. How about that? Wow. Impressive. Yes. Impressive. I still get butterflies coming on the show. Thank you. <laughs> really? I went- no, um, <laughs> I love your use of the word passionado because it takes the pressure off the end user to be an expert. Uh, we stopped using the word aficionado on the show maybe seven years ago uh, when we discovered the term passionado, <laughs> and it was set forth by the folks at Cigar Journal magazine. And I think they did it to uh, sort of put a jab in at their competition. But when you really think about it, the when you love something enough to want to learn everything you can about it, that's passion. So I guess passionato is I, I, for me anyways, passionato is the, the, the better word. I think we should stop calling ourselves in the live fire community pit masters, unless you are a true pit master, which there's probably far less of a percentage of qualified pit masters. And we should be going around saying we're barbecue passionados. Why not? That has a good ring Absolutely. to it anyway, right? Regardless of industry. And, uh, also, pineapple is eating you while you're eating it. So I'm not sure because the, the, there's an enzyme in it that breaks meat down. I did an experiment once where I, I marinated a steak for 12 hours in pineapple juice. <laughs> and there was plenty of steak flavor but there was no meat texture left mm. in what was left in the bag 
Mr. Jonathan is joining us here on the show. The CigarAuthority.com is one website if you're into buying cigars. The number two, GuysCigars.com, is another website, so make use of those as you see fit. Mr. J, before we get into the gift suggestions and other topics this evening, what's smoking good at the store right now? I'll tell you, everything Aganorsa right now, they are firing on all cylinders, as is uh, El Baton, which is the folks at J.C. Newman. It's a it's a new old brand that they've re-released. The very first box of cigars I ever bought about 15 years ago was El Baton. It went away. It came back in 25-count boxes. <laughs> the box price is right. The smoke is right. The flavor is there. Uh, all things Garofalo, all things Perdomo, especially his Torpedoes. And my favorite cigar, my new favorite cigar of all time, oh. the Alfonso Number 2. Un- Believable. It's not a cheap date. It's a $35 Robusto. So I'm not saying you go out and you spend a G note on a box, but man, if you get a chance to buy one and just kick back on New Year's, you have it. I think I got it. That is it. Yeah. That is the number two. That is the best cigar I've ever smoked in my life, ever. That's it, right? At, yes, it is. Yeah. That is the number two. Our, our, our good pal Jeff and Drizzy sent me a care package. Also, well, I have you. Send me one of these. A uh, Byron Poema. Yeah, Byron. And yeah, in my top five. One of these, a, a bigger Atabay. Atabay, yep. Great. That looks like the Rito size. Yeah. And he sent me another Byron. That is the Byron 1850. Now, yes. the Byron 1850 in the Torpedo is tied oh. for best cigar I've ever smoked in my life. All right. And then uh, you're a fan of uh, Bandolero. This is a Serie Huge. A. Yeah, that looks like the Sagacy size. Very good. This is actually the Adventuroros. Am I saying that right? Adventuroros. Adventurous uh, is the sure. series. That so that's the blue series. And I believe the size, if that's a 46 on the ring, that's uh, Sagacy's. Yeah. yeah, that's a 46 on the ring. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. That's so. my second favorite Bandolero. My favorite being Audacy's, which is the 54 ring gauge in the petite robusto yes I that's have. quite the setup you have there oh jeff was very nice uh, he's a big fan of the show and we've found a common interest and in bond over cigars uh, over the last uh, almost year i would say and we've traded some sticks between us it's a whole different it's like barbecue except now we're talking about cigars at this point it's, it's another great community to be involved in I meant the three screens. If I turn my oh, camera around yeah. right now, I'm just looking at my basement filled with a bunch of shit like from when I moved in. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a whole situation. So it's just me. I don't have, you know, an Ed Sullivan or a producer, somebody, you know, sitting across from me. It's, I've only ever been me. And at this point, I have trust issues relinquishing any of that to be done on the production side. So I just keep it all at my fingertips and away we go. Now, in now, the beginning, go ahead. The one thing I want to talk about real quick is uh, since the last time you and I spoke, I invented something that I think could be a game changer for all of the men out there that do the cooking for the main meal for holidays. And it's called the Lichen. The Lichen. The Lichen. So I, I only have 1,100 square feet. I've got a raised ranch. So when it's time for me to set up a dining room table for 18 people, the living room furniture has to go somewhere because my living room and my dining room are the same room. So I moved all the living room furniture into the kitchen. And what I found was if I gave everybody a glass of wine or a scotch or a cigar, they were no longer underfoot. They were no longer trying to stir my gravy. They were no longer touching anything. They were just content to be comfortable in the kitchen and watch the show that is me cooking. And it's called the Lichen, the living room kitchen. Have I recommend it. everybody do it. All right. Do move, it. Move your uh, living room furniture into your kitchen and see what magic ensues from there. Everybody's comfortable. Everybody can watch. It's like a chef's table, except even a little bit more comfortable. See, you're, you get it. Yeah, you get it. Absolutely. Um, if you are someone who is buying for a person who's already into smoking cigars, aside from just going up to the person and saying, what's your favorite cigar? Because you want to maintain an element of gift-giving surprise. What's the best way to go about being a cigar detective and getting something that will be in their wheelhouse? Well, little, little tidbits about the person. So how do they take their coffee? 
Uh, they like or dislike spicy foods. Do they like steak or chicken? So, for example, a black coffee drinking, rare steak eating guy who smothers his eggs in hot sauce every morning is going to be someone looking for more flavor as opposed to the light and sweet coffee drinker who's careful not to use too much pepper on his skinless, boneless chicken breast. I think they're also called communists. Um, so if you're in doubt, you ask your local tobacconist for some recommendations and you let them know what the person you're buying for is into and always err on the side of more mild rather than more strength. And I'm talking nicotine wise and your, your tobacconist will be able to walk you through that. I have a instant feedback question for you. If Jonathan could bring back someone to smoke a cigar with them, who would it be? For Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue, he's bringing back George Burns. Who about who's who are you bringing back? Uh, I would bring back my grandfather, Grampy. Uh, he's fifty percent of the reason that I smoke cigars. George Papard is the other fifty percent. Uh, I'd bring him back. I'd love to have a cigar with him. Because you love it when a plan comes together. I do. <laughs> I do love it when a plan comes together. Now, on the other side of this, let's say someone's interested in getting into the hobby of cigars, but they are starting from zero. So they are using this holiday as a springboard to amass cigars, various accoutrements. There are needed, uh, that are needed to get off on the right foot. What do you suggest from a cigar standpoint? And is there a standard amount one would spend on this type of scenario? All right, so there's a couple of ways to play this. So this is the season for sampler packs, and especially if your shop is building the packs themselves, they're known as multi-vendor packs, which you don't see out in the wild. Perdomo is not going to put out a pack with Rocky Patel with Drew Estate. So if your local shop puts together a multi-vendor pack, that's an easy, economical way to be able to try a bunch of different cigars, different price points, flavors, styles. And so... For a couple hundred bucks, you probably could get up to, I know in my store, you can get about 20 cigars for 200 bucks, and they range from 5 to $38 each. You can try the lowest of the low and the highest of the high and everything in between, and that, that'll give you a chance to be able to just sample a bunch of things. And if you're listening to this in January and it's no longer buying season for the holidays, then you could... Spend about a hundred bucks a week for four weeks and you partner up with your local tobacconist and you let them know what your budget is and don't be afraid to push the price point because you're committed to the hundred bucks. So if they have a cigar that's $30, get the $30 cigar and get a few $5 cigars. And the next time, maybe everything is in the $9 range, but work with your local tobacconist to be able to get a little bit of everything over the course of the four weeks. So you're going to spend 400 bucks. You're going to try a shitload of cigars. And at the end, your goal is to find cigars that are box worthy. <laughs> and most cigar shops offer a discount of between 10 and 15% by the box, even if it's not listed on the box. So don't be afraid to ask, but also don't be a dink and try to haggle the price down. The price they give you is the price they give you. The second time you were on the show, we talked about accessories and how one doesn't need to break the bank on a lot of the most essential stuff, but since it's the holidays, what items are we recommending making a spend on that you normally wouldn't otherwise? So there is a cutter called the Calibri SV. Uh, SV stands for straight and V. Oh, I happen to have one right here. Hmm. So <laughs> I like this cutter as much as I like my Blackstone grill. Because when I know I'm smoking with other people and we're all smoking the same thing, I cut mine with the V cutter because most people don't have a V cutter in their pocket. The rest of the time I cut with a straight cutter. The best part about this is making the cut in the car because when you close it, the second blade closes behind and all the schmook is from the end of the cap gets locked inside the cutter and you dump it when you're ready to dump it. So I, I no longer have cigar caps kicking all over the car. Do you have a thought on which cut? produces the best flavor or is that a bunch of nonsense a straight cut so imagine you go to a fancy restaurant and you're spending fifty dollars for a steak and of course you and i are both hoping and praying that the cook can cook the steak as well as we can you order a glass of wine and imagine if the waiter brought the glass of wine out in a juice box and he gave you a straw 
whole different experience than if he hands you a wide open goblet. I mean, let's say it's a $30 glass of wine and he gives you this big, huge goblet. And when you go to tilt that wine, you get the bouquet as you're about to take the first sip and you're experiencing the retrohale on the vapors and everything's all happy with that big goblet. You don't have that experience when you have a juice box with a straw. (laughs) And that's the difference between a straight cut and a bullet cut by and large. A V-cut with the Calibre, they go so deep, it doesn't break the final cap on the cigar, but it does manage to open it up so you get 98% of the same flavor that you'd get if you were to straight cut it. But straight cut is the way the blenders blended the cigar to be cut. There's a wide interest in Cuban cigars, perhaps because of the laws that are currently existing, which prohibit you from getting them into the United States. Maybe if there weren't those laws, the fascination with Cubans or trying to possess them would decrease substantially. But we are a resourceful people, and we look for ways to find ways around these laws. As someone who has been in the cigar business for years and years, Mr. J., how easy is it to get Cuban cigars into the States? Well, the easier it is, the faker they are. So with the recent moves by Habanos to level the playing field on pricing, everything is set to Hong Kong pricing. So you're going to be hard-pressed to find the lowest-tier cigar, which is Hoya de Monterey, for less than $30 a cigar. Hmm. So why would you even want to try I mean, it's an $8 cigar in Cuba. I was there in Cuba for $8.00. Uh, Cuban pesos. That's with the exchange rate. It's six dollars with that with whatever that is. So maybe six fifty, uh, and it costs them less than a dollar to make it, hmm. and you're paying thirty dollars for a one dollar cigar. I'd be out. My main concern really is that you're you're funding communism at that point. I agree with that. Secondly, and let me follow up on a more personal level. There's a cigar shop let me see where this smacks you there's a cigar shop in istanbul turkey that seems to have a line on many of the top cuban brands and they tell me they will ship to me here in cleveland no issue would your level of concern on me getting ripped off be very high and i say ripped off not that they're not going to send it to me but the fact that they're probably not going to be authentic is concerning. Yeah, they're absolutely not going to be authentic unless you're paying. Let's say you're getting Hoya de Monterey. If you're not paying $30 a cigar, they're fake. They can't be real. Hmm. Because now Habanos is now owned by Communist China, half owned by Communist China. They're getting the vast majority of the shipments sent over to them. What little is left, why would a shop sell and risk the uh, import issues going into the United States for less than what they could sell those individual cigars for in their store? Hmm. So the only answer is that they're absolutely fake, and I don't care what they tell you. Oh, we'll take the bands off. Oh, we'll ship them in different boxes. It's all bullshit. If you went into that shop, you would see what the real prices are, and you probably could buy real cigars from Cuba, but you're going to way overpay. Yes or no? As a cigar authority that you are, Cuban cigars on the whole, overrated. All right. Here's my story about Cuban cigars. I went to Cuba. I could buy any front mark that I wanted. By the way, they're all the same. Any front mark I wanted. I could have holograms on the boxes. I could have numbered boxes if I wanted. I could have any brand and I could pick the roller to make it and I could go hand select the tobacco for $3 per cigar and I turned them down Hmm. because they weren't worth $3, let alone $30. And while I was there, I did the right thing and I, I, I bought cigars from the cigar shops and I smoked maybe 50 different Cubans, and they are all exactly the same cigar. And you're going to get hate mail about this, but anybody wants to find out my credentials, you can watch the uh, the show where you were you gave me that rave um, 
recommendation, by the way. Thank That's you. right. You you can keep your job again. No <laughs> doubt. It's a pleasure to do it. So you're saying the Dominican, the Nicaraguan, uh, these are much better cigars. Nicaragua and Honduras are leading the industry in agricultural advances. Cuba is stuck in 1952, 10 years before the embargo was signed. There is not a single thing that they do that is considered correct in the cigar industry, starting at leaving the flower on the plant. Everybody picks the flower off the plant because the goal is to grow tobacco leaves. But the guy that's growing tobacco in Cuba only cares that he gets so many bundles of tobacco at the end of the road, at the end of the growing season to make his $22 a month. I mean, that's it. When you go to a plantation like Perdomo and they won't let you walk down the rows of tobacco because you might compress the soil too much on one side and damage half of the plants. They won't let you bring food that has seeds in it anywhere near the fields because the soil is so fertile that it will grow a watermelon if you drop a watermelon seed and not just any watermelon, the biggest watermelon you've ever seen. I saw lemons the size of cantaloupes and i'm not exaggerating just because somebody dropped a lemon 30 years ago wow yeah nicaragua and honduras are and and to a smaller degree dominican republic but nicaragua and honduras bear systems is in there drip irrigation computer controlled uh you've got drones infrared scanning the fields there are no drones in cuba there are no dudes with backpacks walking around spraying nitrogen in the 10 by 10 quadrants that needs it. It just, there's no bare systems in, in Cuba. I mean, uh, Aladino was able to turn one of their fields into Cameroon, Africa for a growing season and grow Cameroon that you can't tell the difference between this Cameroon and real Cameroon. Wow. It's Cuba is old news, man. The people want it because they can't have it like they wanted Coors beer in the 70s. In the beginning of 2022, there was a thought that this would be the year of the quote-unquote value cigar. So now that we're closing out 2022, did this idea really pan out or was it more traditional buying patterns than consumers looking to downgrade in cost? Uh, there's, there's a couple of things going on. So on one hand, you have value cigars like Montosa Maduro, which is in the contenders pack this year. It's a contender for cigar of the year. Uh, and it's selling great because of the price point, but we're also seeing tremendous growth in the super premium segment, like selected tobacco. Their numbers are through the roof this year. Atabe, Byron, Alfonso, Bandolero leading the industry. Yeah. And also, by the way, in my store, I, I run the Salem two guys smoke shop. So we're a $10 million company and I'm good for about a third of that in sales. So typically what I see in sales is what's going on in the whole company. And we are up big with the super premiums. Hmm. So what it seems to me is consumers are either spending less and smoking more or smoking less and spending more. And I'm seeing both happening. So is it the year of the value cigar? On one hand, yes, it is. But on the other hand, people are seeing the value in the higher price cigars and what they're worth. And they're just choosing to consume two cigars a week instead of one a day and really have an experience when they smoke. If you're somebody that's just getting into cigars or you are a budding passionado, as we are now going to champion that term going forward, you should be listening to the Cigar Authority podcast. The CigarAuthority.com is the website. You can subscribe to it on all of the podcast platforms. You can watch it live on Facebook and YouTube, but of course you have to be signed in because smoking and all that stuff, it's like a situation, but you can find it and get it live if you have nothing to do on Saturdays between noon and two Eastern. And you can find Mr. Jonathan from the cigar authority right here on the show, talking about cigars and food and all this other stuff as well. Mr. Jonathan, uh, as we approach our one year, I thank you for all the information, all the entertainment you've given us and look forward to carrying on in 2023. Have a great Christmas. I'm just so grateful that your bar for what you call entertainment is low enough to include me. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> You set the bar high, Mr. J. Come on, who you kidding?
That is Mr. Jonathan once again, thecigarauthority.com. Add the in the beginning there, thecigarauthority.com. Or if you want to buy cigars to the number two guys, cigars.com. And that is a great segment. Covering all the aspects, getting you ready for the holidays, the last second gifts, where to splurge, set on the cutter. And Cuban cigars are nonsense. I'm paraphrasing. All right, let's see. We got that one. That one in the second hour. All right, we're good. So we're not that far behind, but the information was great, which I certainly appreciate. We will come back to wrap the first hour and then head over to the second hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. And we thank Mr. J from the Cigar Authority Podcast for joining us last segment. TheCigarAuthority.com or the number two guys, Cigars.com, whether you're looking to get cigar entertainment or buy cigars. You can use those two websites respectively to do both of those pieces of business. We're a little late here, so we're just going to do an abbreviated out, and then we will come back for the second hour. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. 